2: Hi, I'm Max.
3: And I'm Skylar.
2: Recently, we decided to start watching Bob's Burgers to see what it was all about.
3: And it didn't take us long to become completely obsessed with the show.
2: But one of the things we love the most about the show is the brilliant end credit sequences.
3: Which is why we created this podcast.
2: Each week, we're going episode by episode to talk about the elaborate end credits.
3: We're excited to have you join us right here on Bob's Credits.
2: We'll make sure that Bob's Burgers end credits get the credit they're due. All right! <laughs> You make me feel like I'm living a chip chiparo.
3: The way you turn me on. Oh that made me so happy.
2: Chip chipperoos are known to turn people on. Oh, big yawn from Skylar. <laughs> that sums it up perfectly. Hello everyone. We have missed you in the past week.
3: We sure have, especially because we had to skip a week posting a few weeks ago.
2: Yes, because I screwed up editing, and I'm an idiot. And
3: you're so hard on yourself. Max spent four hours editing an episode on a Saturday. I was trying to get. Was I was trying done. to get it
2: ready for Sunday. This is my. Is everyone thrilled to hear about the behind the scenes? I like here? hearing
3: about this stuff.
2: Yeah, um, I didn't learn my lesson about. Editing ahead of time, and I was trying to get it ready for the following day. And so I was at the very end of the episode. I did something wrong, lost the entire thing, all the work I had done, and I wanted to cry.
3: But we hugged.
2: We hugged it. We hugged it out, yep. for sure. And Perfect segue. To
3: you know who likes to hug things out?
2: Um, Biscuit.
3: Probably Mr. Frond. Oh,
2: yeah. Yeah. Perfect segue for this episode. He does enjoy hugging and trying to resolve issues. But before we get into that, you know who else likes to hug? Our
1: patrons. Yeah.
2: Well, I assume they do. We'd, We'd love to hug our patrons. And we've got a couple new ones who we have to thank and make burger pun names out of. So first up, thank you so much for subscribing and joining us. Carrie Neal. Carrie, moving forward, you'll be known as The curry veal burger.
3: Ooh. A
2: little curry veal.
3: Yum. Love it.
2: Um, Inventive. Yeah. Bob was on his game that day, I think. And we also have to thank Zoe Kustra. Zoe, moving forward, you will be known as the doughy kustrawberry dessert burger. Whoa. The special of the day is a dessert burger.
3: That's cool. I don't know how I feel about dessert burgers. Like at Disneyland, they have like fruity, and I want nothing to do with it.
2: Yeah. But that's just the brain thing. It's probably delicious. It's like sweet rice with some fruit. And I'm, I'm going to go one step further, actually, and do it the doughy goo strawberry burger. So it's like a goo, a strawberry goo <laughs> on I top of I love strawberry it. goo. Yeah. Who doesn't? Anyway, thank you so much thank for subscribing. Y'all. We're so happy to have you join us over there if you'd like to have Your Name Burger Pund. Subscribe to our $5 tier on Patreon. You also get a whole bunch of bonus episodes. You get access to our Discord, where we have a lot of fun. You get access, early access to merchandise. Merchandise, I think, is out currently. We're recording a little bit ahead of time, so Skylar and I are trying to work out.
3: Based on your procrastination in editing the episodes, I'm not saying a thing.
2: Okay. Well, I- merch is just around the corner, or it is there. It's You'll up. know. Yeah.
3: You'll know, because I think we're going to do... We're going to launch it by doing a live on Instagram so y'all can see everything we've been up to the past couple months.
2: So either listen to me over there or listen to me over here, and one of me will be right. Or not lying to you, okay? Okay. All right. Okay. I feel like Jason Bateman. Um, (laughs) (laughs) Any other business before we kind of jump into our burger puns and then into this episode?
3: No business, but Mr. Business.
2: There's no Mr. Business. Oh. There's no Mr. Business in this episode, even though it's Gail episode.
3: But if Gail's in the room, I feel like Mr. Business is in her heart.
2: Yes. Mr. Business is present for sure. Yeah. No he, matter he's what. He's a
3: presence. Yes. Even if he's not
2: there. He's looming. He looms like uh, Little King's Trash Mouth looms for me, just in general.
3: Okay. I'm sorry, but Little King Trash Mouth is like my hero. Maybe one of my favorite characters on the show. And I don't like you comparing him to Mr. Business.
2: Oh, you know, like, what's wrong with Mr. Business? Mr. Business is great. He likes jazz. He likes scatting. That's
3: true. But yeah. he did escape and make Thanksgiving horrible.
2: Yeah. But Little King Trashmouth did the opposite. And, and he- injured
3: Bob's back.
2: Yeah, true. Little King Trashmouth has wreaked a little bit of havoc, too, though.
3: Yeah, he's peed all over their bedroom. I
2: yeah. Think. Okay. Okay. Whatever. All right. Well you know what? We'll do on Patreon, we'll do a little King Trash Mouth first Mr. Business, some type of bonus episode. Love it. I cannot wait for that. Maybe maybe you and I will take um the, the personas, yes. Or no. we can we can do like a uh a uh, a debate thing.
3: Okay. I'm down for a debate.
2: Okay, we'll figure that out. Are you ready for to play a little Bob Pun or Max pun?
3: I'm so ready.
2: Okay. Your first pun is the quinoa phoenix burger
3: That can only wait When did you write these?
2: I can't I don't know.
3: Did you write them today?
2: No. Sometimes. Max. I I, I yes, I did write them today. Will you change your mind? No. Okay, it is Max. Yes. Your next pun is Skylar. The onion ring around the rosemary burger.
3: Oh, that sounds delicious! Sounds
2: fantastic. I think we should make that one, Bob. Yes, your next pun is the asparagus spring burger.
3: Ooh, he's trying to trick me, folks. Bob,
2: Max, Damn oh, it. I thought, I hundred percent thought you were going to get that. That was me.
3: Well, I know that they've done Breaking Bad. And, and they, Better Call Saul Yeah,
2: but they've never done – I don't think they've done character-specific ones. Yeah, that's
3: very specific.
2: Maybe they will do the Asparagus spring Burger. I mean, he's he's familiar – Gus Fring is familiar with uh, fast food restaurants.
3: That's true. I guess you'd have to put some – it'd be a chicken burger. Yeah. Um, have you ever had fried asparagus? Because they are delightful. Oh, yeah. Amazing.
2: Yeah, we can toss that on the onion ring around the rosemary burger. Great. We'll just keep loading up <laughs> just fried, fried vegetables. stuff on top of it. Yeah. Okay, and your final pun is, the duck-duck coos comes with side of couscous. Max. Yes. Okay, so you got one wrong. Okay. Which you should have gotten right. I know. very disappointed I you know. in that one. Should we get into this episode?
3: Let's do it.
2: Skylar, can we have the title and synopsis for Season 6, Episode 6?
3: The title is The Cook, The Steve, The Gale, and Her Lover. Bob has a potential new best friend, so he invites divorcee Steve to his dinner party, a real heartbreaker for Teddy. Also invited to his rib roast dinner party, Gail and her new beau, who turns out to be, dun dun dun, Mr. Fron. Louise will do anything to tear them apart a depressing love song, insults, and stealing the gift he will soon present to Gail. They simply can't have a knitting, cat, and craft-loving Mr. Fron in their family. There would be way too many creepy
2: dolls made. This episode came out on January 17th, 2016. It was written by Nora Smith and directed by Tyree Dillahay. You'll notice the uh, big time jump. January 17th, we were talking about this season All of the holiday episodes were crammed into November because of the NFL schedule. Mm -hmm. So it looks like we got all those in November, and then we did not get a new episode of Bob's until January 17th, 2016. And it was this episode, which we've talked about in the past couple episodes. I'm going
3: to interrupt you. Oh, sorry. I am going to steal your fun fact. I'm going to steal your thunder. And I'm just going to say I am so pissed that this episode didn't air in the correct order
2: because this is where gail starts dating mr frond and in the christmas episode no the thanksgiving Thanksgiving episode we hear that she quote unquote broken up with mr frond and you're like what yeah and that was so that was two episodes ago based on the airing date and now it's been all this time after and this is a
3: good episode it's the perfect way to introduce that they're dating I really enjoy this episode. I'm excited that they're together. I think they match well. So to have this episode and then have it followed by the Thanksgiving episode where she's afraid he's like kind of ghosting her would just be so good n f l Go sitting NFL. on a, on a beehive
2: the whole n f l yeah, like the network or everyone in the n f l and involved with the n f l
3: everyone so it'd be it'd be a big beehive.
2: Oh, they're all on the same beehive, not just like multiple beehives.
3: I think logically, because this is a logical conversation, I think it would have to be multiple, yes.
2: Okay. And are you getting like my girl vibes here or just like- Don't,
3: don't. Don't you even.
2: Okay. We can't bring that up right now. We'll both start crying. And this is not a podcast that we want to cry on. No. So- Yes, big jump. I still think there's no reason not cuz this was just a one-time thing. Restructure them and no one will ever know on streaming. Like if you're watching these on streaming, oh, you never know.
3: Yes. There's
2: no reason they have to be in the order that they were aired.
3: Yeah, it's not tied to a date that's after Thanksgiving. They no. didn't like rewrite it to make it
2: Exactly. You know. Just do just switch it we around. We
3: should write a we should write a strongly worded email
2: to who like maybe Lauren or the? Oh, maybe it's not Hulu. them. I don't think. I yeah. think it's whoever streaming it can do it. Who and maybe, Disney Plus? Yeah, should we send them a beehive? <laughs> okay, that's enough. That's enough. Let's get. Uh, let's talk about this episode a little bit and not how annoyed Did we are. Did we that just
3: threaten potential partners of this podcast?
2: No, I don't think so.
3: Okay, I didn't answer if we were going to send a beehive,
2: and we didn't say if it was going to be an active beehive or not because some people like to collect like beehives that. Yeah. Have been abandoned. Really? Yeah, sure. They're cool. Okay. Yeah. Maybe we were sending them fresh honey.
3: That's nice. Like the comb. Mm Mm-hmm. Yum.
2: Let's talk about this episode aside from all of the mix-ups and stuff like that. Tell me your thoughts. Did you enjoy this episode? What do you think?
3: I really enjoyed this episode. And I was reading something from Lauren Bouchard the other day. And he was explaining what season six would be like. And- it was really interesting to hear his thought process because you have to – they only do like one really outrageous big episode, like something new. I, I think he um, – I can't remember if this is right, but I think he used the example of the Kissy Quicket episode where, you know, they go away from the island and it's huge and it's it's a little outside of what we expect from Bob's. And then you do quieter episodes and then you have quintessential – bob's episodes to me this is pretty close to that we are in the apartment most of the time the kids are scheming together aunt gail's being aunt gail bob is being so bob he reminds me of myself trying to impress and make someone try and like me through my cooking and everything being perfect and then i'm gonna say i love teddy in this episode we've talked before About how certain episodes when Teddy and Bob are the core of the episodes aren't our favorite and it can get a little overdone. But when Teddy is just the runner and he's jealous that Bob's making new friends, I find it so hilarious.
2: Yeah, I do too. And he's so lovable. And you feel so bad for him. (laughs) And Bob and Teddy's relationship, Bob's always just a little bit mean to Teddy. And you just feel so bad for Teddy because he just wants to be loved by this man so much.
3: I know. But if he were acting like this, we learn a lot about Teddy in this episode. We learn that he was divorced.
2: Right. That's big.
3: We learn that he is a therapist that he talks about Bob with.
2: Whenever we do the Evolution of Teddy episode over on Patreon, that's going to be a big one. I can't imagine that's going to be a short episode.
3: I'm excited. So those are my main things. We can talk about like favorite moments of the episode, but I want to hear from you. Did you like this episode?
2: I do enjoy this episode. I love the Spanish song, which we'll get into because that's the end credits. The folklore. Um, It's a perfect moment of the three kids coming together, working together to bring one of uh, Louise's plans to fruition all in their own way.
3: Tina's Spanish is hysterical. Like they are only the phrases you're taught in textbooks. Like, where's the bathroom? Mm. Can I have the check? Yeah, I don't think that's one, but you get what I mean. <laughs> well,
2: we'll get we'll get through them because we're going to hear all. of Yeah. Them. One fun fact I want to jump into before we get too much into the whole episode is that this episode title is pretty interesting.
3: I knew you were gonna. I'm. I'm very eager to hear this. Yeah,
2: because I had no idea what it was referencing. So it's, again, it's The Cook, The Steve, The Gale, and Her Lover, which is a reference to The Cook, The Thief, His Wife, and Her Lover, a 1989 crime drama art film, (laughs) I quote unquote, that's from Wikipedia, starring Helen Mirren and Michael Gambon, who- you know as Dumbledore in the Harry oh, Potter movies. Which Dumbledore. Starting in Prisoner Azkaban. He's the replacement Dumbledore.
3: Max does really funny impressions of first Dumbledore and second Dumbledore.
2: Yeah, I think I think second Dumbledore is a little more um mean or like um not mean, but like hard on Harry. Harsh. And, uh, harsh, yeah. Yeah. Then and, and the first Dumbledore was so much like nicer and like
3: passive yeah. almost. Yeah. Do I want to see this film? I don't know.
2: you want to hear a synopsis of what the film is?
3: Okay. The art, the art film really threw me.
2: I think you're going to be into it. Okay. At Le Hollande Gourmet Restaurant, every night is filled with opulence, decadence, and gluttony. But when the cook, a thief, his wife, and her lover all come together, they unleash a shocking torrent of sex, food, murder, and revenge.
3: It's my favorite things.
2: Yeah. <laughs> I think we should watch it.
3: It's my favorite things. It's food... Crime and gluttony.
2: Crime is your favorite thing?
3: Well, I do love crime genre.
2: Right. You don't like to partake in crime.
3: I was trying to make a joke because everyone probably thought I was gonna say sex. Oh. But it didn't it didn't work out very well.
2: Oh, I forgot about the sex part. There's oh it's murder and revenge too.
3: Uh love.
2: We love we love that stuff. An alternate title for this episode was My Dinner with Frondre, a reference to my dinner with Andre. The Wallace Sean, I believe, written play and movie. So I kind of like
3: be- the title because the one they went with because it's very intriguing to me. I like titles like that.
2: Yeah. I just wish I knew the reference, but.
3: Did not know it.
2: But I do now. And now I appreciate it. And I know who everyone is in the title. So that's great. Steve, the man who you mentioned. Yes. That Bob is trying to impress. Voiced by Rob Hubel, who we've heard on Bob's before. He was the prince of persuasion.
3: Oh, just that great! Next to us at that concert, the one time we've told
2: that story before. You got to go back and listen to other episodes if you want to hear it's that not story. A good story. It's not that great of a story. Um, <laughs> you recognize him from all sorts of things, like "I Love You, Man." Blah blah blah. He'll be doing voices in the movie, or the movie's already out, actually.
3: But not when we're recording this.
2: Not when we're recording this, but as you're listening to this, the movie's out, I believe.
3: That's for exciting. a couple
2: days now. Steve's son, Xander. Any idea who, who voices Steve's son, Xander? I think you guessed
3: it. I did guess it. It's um H. John Benjamin.
2: Yeah, because it sounds like Jimmy Pesto Jr. a little bit.
3: You think it does. I didn't initially think that. I could just hear him. It sounded like Bob with a really bad cold or something. <laughs>
2: oh, that's a pretty good yeah. uh, description of it, I think. My final fact for you is... Dun, dun, dun. Uvula watch 2022. <laughs> this is the third time we see a uvula. Any ideas whose uvula it is?
3: Oh, I do know, because I remember being like, oh gosh.
2: It's the third episode in a row we've seen. I know. They're, they're this like is they're the like season. running Yeah, they're like, let's put all the uvulas in this series.
3: The season of the uvula. Um if we waited a week. We watched this a week ago. Mm-hmm. If it had been Yesterday, like we normally do. Is it when they're singing the Spanish song, which would make it Tina?
2: I can't. I don't think so, but it was. I think it's another scream.
3: Oh, okay. Whose is it? Louise. Louise. Yeah. So, so
2: far, Uvula watch has been Louise, Gail, Louise.
3: Something to bond over for them.
2: Let's see. I wonder who is going to be the next Uvula we see.
3: I bet Louise.
2: Yeah. Or back to Gail. Maybe they just like switch it off. Yeah. I feel like we got to get like a good like Tina one soon. Mm-hmm. Anyway, this has been uvula Watch 2022.
3: Do you have any favorite moments? <gasps> Can I just tell you how good Bob's rib roast looks? Cartoon food normally doesn't look that good, but that thing looks good.
2: Yeah, he does a good job. Sometimes I wish Bob got to have his own little fancy restaurant. And I like the episodes where he does kind of get to have a fancy restaurant.
3: Yeah, I love his like... Uh, the Thanksgiving episode where he makes like all the fancy food, like the homemade rosemary bread. Yeah, and then that rude guy takes one bite and has diarrhea. I I felt really bad for Bob.
2: Yeah, I don't like Steve. I'm glad he realizes that Steve's not that great. Even on a budget,
1: quality is non-negotiable.
4: Yeah.
2: Should we get into these end credits? Let's do it. Okay. So kind of like the last moment is Mr. Franz and Aunt Gail have been let in on the trickery amongst the kids and they are making out. The family's kind of watching and disturbed by it. And it's going yeah. to take us into the end credits. Hey, Louise, you did the right thing. I know. I'm proud of you.
3: Yeah, yeah, I got it.
2: You know, love is a funny thing. You just got to... Oh, gotta Tina,
1: can we not watch out You, Mr. Front, make out!
2: Oh, yeah, sure, sure. But, um, good job.
1: Buenos dias, como
3: estas? Love is like
2: a beautiful flower.
3: One quick thing about the title before we go into this. Uh-huh. I'm so annoyed that this wasn't the first... Frawn reveal episode, because how fun would it be to sit down and be like, read the title of the episode and go Gail and her lover and be like, who's her lover? Yeah. NFL, got a package coming for you.
2: Oh, my God. Now we're threatening, I think. It's fine. We can't be the first person to send like a package to the NFL that's...
3: Uh Uh-uh. Okay, let's jump into this.
2: Okay, so... The last moment is we're left with Frond and Gail making out by the bathroom. Lovely. And
3: Gail, like, puts her leg on the wall. It's wild.
2: Anytime Gail makes out on this show, is she goes all out. Tell me what happens when we go to the end credits. Where are we? What's the setting like?
3: We're in the restaurant kitchen. We have this romantic purple glowing light and three spotlights on the children. Jean is playing. What's that instrument called?
2: Looks like a ukulele. Is that the same instrument or it's like a.
3: Aren't these normally guitars?
2: Yeah. Okay, what I have is the Mexican bihuela.
3: Ooh. Uh,
2: It's a guitar like string instrument Mm -hmm. from 19th century Mexico with five strings and typically played in mariachi groups. That's what I'm assuming it is.
3: Okay. If you guys know something we don't, let us know.
2: Gene is super talented. I just have to say that. He's so musically talented.
3: steps up and accompanies his sisters.
2: Just happens to know how to play this thing perfectly. Are you kidding me?
3: He looks really adorable with it, too. So we have the three kids. We have Gene with his guitar. And then we have Tina in the center belting it out. And then, of course, we have Louise doing her kind of poetry line reading. And there's three spotlights on them. Bob is in the background just being Bob. Cooking his burgers.
2: Yeah, and just kind of at the very end of Tina singing her lyrics in Spanish and Louise delivering her version of what it translates to, we start to see Mr. Frond and Gail pop in through the service window in the restaurant. Yes.
4: Buenos dias, como estas? Love is like a beautiful flower. Me amo But it can also be dangerous, like a tiger with a gun.
2: So G- Gail and Mr. Front just making out through the restaurant, moving around back there, just I going think the at it. I the music
3: is really getting them going. Yeah.
2: The first time, it was little, they were a little disturbed by the song because mm-hmm. of the lyrics. This time, they're like, this is putting me in the mood. Yep. So do we think this is uh, happening, it's like a repeat performance down in the restaurant now? Or mm. is this like uh, in someone's head situation? Or is this- The
3: lights? Well, it could be- both it could really be happening in real life but it's someone's imagination and they're imagining the lights what do you think max miller i'm gonna say
2: it's in gene's head because gene is envisioning this beautiful performance it on is really sound nice stage. yeah and, and his he,
3: music is spot on and
2: he looks so serious he
3: looks so serious i think i think gail and mr Front actually are making out in front of customers back there though oh yeah for sure
2: they wouldn't they wouldn't care
4: I mean, look at Steve. Divorce, pain, nothingness. Sorry,
2: Steve. During that last little stretch of Louise translating, what do we get? What happens?
3: We get Linda walking into the window and she's swaying her hands. Yeah. To which the is music.
2: Yeah. Sometimes Linda just comes in and she doesn't even react to any of the music. This time she's she's, she's clearly listening, it. enjoying it, swaying. Bob kind of acknowledges her as he's cooking. Taking a glance at his wife dancing and he's like that's that's my that, wife that's her yep
3: I have to say the animation of Mr. Fron and Gail's hair is really well done. it's so small but it's like flying as they make out and and she kind of grabs Mr. Fron and pulls him off screen and his hair kind of like you can see his hair fly up it's it's great well,
2: that's great. I missed that I'm gonna have to go back and watch that. The things you notice in these end credits, Skylar. Thank you for walking me through that.
3: I mean, you're going to have to tell me if it's oh, if it's worth it. Maybe it's, it's stupid.
2: We should start a podcast. Stay single forever. Protect your heart. Avoid guidance counselors.
3: <laughs> <laughs> uh, la, 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 Spanish, la, la, la.
2: <laughs> okay, so the, like, the last few things we... We see there is Linda grabs the burger. She's still doing her like swaying. And she's
3: holding it like very waitress.
2: Yeah. Like a
3: pizza. You'd hold a pizza box.
2: Yeah. And she's, the other hand is flapping around. And then uh, Mr. Frond and Gail come back in for another round of- They're kind of
3: dancing and then making out-
2: It's hot and heavy.
3: It's hot and heavy. You know what else is hot and heavy? This music. I really feel things just listening to the music-
2: it's beautiful. I think it's
3: very beautiful. That's
2: why I give Gene all the credit. It's beautiful. Obviously, there's a whole like this this version. There's a whole instrumentation with it. It's yes. not just the guitar.
3: Beautiful, but same lyrics as in the episode, so they didn't yes. add anything new. But they did add the la 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 la, la Spanish. Or that whatever wasn't in
2: said. the uh, oh I don't the episode. Think so. Huh? I thought it was. I don't know. Eh, I'm gonna say it was.
3: I I trust you. I
2: love that we don't want to go back. Should we go through the lyrics real quick?
3: Por favor. I'm
2: going to, here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to go through the lyrics. I'm going to do Tina in Spanish. Okay. Followed by Louise's interpretation. Great. Followed by what it actually was. Great. If you've ever taken a, like Skylar said, basic Spanish course, you probably know what all these are, but still. Tina says, buenos dias, como estas? Luis says, love is like a beautiful flower.
1: Mm -hmm.
2: What it really is, is, good day, how are you? Me llamo Tina. Luis says, but it also can be dangerous, like a tiger with a gun. It actually means, my name is Tina, or I call myself Tina. Then Tina says, el perro es grande. Luis says, I mean, look at Steve, divorce, pain, nothingness. Sorry, Steve. (laughs) What it actually means is, the dog is big. ¿Dónde está el baño? Luis says, stay single forever, protect your heart, avoid guidance counselors. The end. What it actually means is, where is the bathroom? And then Tina just says, la, uh, la, 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 Spanish, la, 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 la.
3: Oh, I read it as her saying like, Spanish, la, 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 as if, as if Spanish and English la, laws are different.
2: Oh. <laughs> no, I think she was just saying like Spanish, like she needs to toss in more Spanish here.
3: beautifully read, Max, very beautifully read. thank you, yeah,
2: thank you. I think I'm gonna go to like a slam poetry this weekend and just read that.
3: Yeah. they'll probably be like, this is so fresh. Never seen anything like this. never
2: heard anything the the interpretation and then the, the what it actually means, and it's just so deep and then they. Gonna...
3: <laughs> i re- we were watching the new Sandra Bullock. Romantic comedy, action comedy, romantic flick? Chick
2: the Lost flick. City, yes.
3: We enjoyed it, okay? Oh, it was fun. It was so fun. But there is a moment where they have kind of this folklore, guitar singing, storytelling thing. It reminds me a lot. I wish I knew more about these kinds of songs because I think they're beautiful. I, are they traditionally, do they traditionally tell folklore, do you think? Oh, I don't know. I'm going to go um, research that later.
2: Yeah, Maybe we should start listening to more of it. I enjoy it as well.
3: Or we should just go travel and listen.
2: Yeah, I would love to dance with you in a small village.
3: Don't make out with me like that, though.
2: Like Gail and Frond or like uh, Channing Tatum and Sandra Bullock? Oh,
3: please dance with me. Like Channing Tatum? Oh, my (laughs) God. I don't think Channing Tatum, he's not my type. He is not my type. I don't understand it necessarily. But when he dances with Sandra Bullock in that movie, I had to... (laughs) I was like, oh my God.
2: I was like, what am I? Chopped liver? And then I had to start dancing for you and I made up for it. No. What's my dance move that.
3: I am repulsed by your dancing.
2: Cool. <laughs> cool, cool, cool.
3: <laughs> Only because you, tr- like, Max never tries to just dance with me, he tries to embarrass himself.
2: It's a defense mechanism. It's a coping mechanism. Yeah, yeah.
3: And he wants to repulse me. Yes. So I laugh.
2: It starts. There's like grinding.
3: Oh my god! Thrusting. I burned myself, y'all. I was making dinner.
2: Okay, thank God you threw in that there was like an oven involved because there's like how did how did grinding and thrusting and I you got a burn <laughs> from that.
3: I was making dinner and <laughs> Max was like pretending to be funny and so he was like dancing up on me while i was cooking and he pushed me into the hot pan and so we now have a rule what's the new rule max
2: no thrusting in the kitchen no no grinding I think unless it's you're allowed in the grinding kitchen. coffee it's beans
3: no yes no thrusting near the stove
2: no bump and grind
3: <laughs> but i do love when you dance with me seriously my heart Pitters and patters.
2: Uh, Even though I'm not good at it.
3: Exactly. I think it's so sweet. And you are good at it. Well, thank you. It's not true.
2: Highlights, lowlights of these end credits?
3: Lowlight, would I like another verse that we haven't heard before? Totally. Highlight, I could listen to this all day. Tina is hysterical to me. The music is gorgeous.
2: I love how Tina manages to both be monotone but also have so much passion in her singing
3: passion kind of off key.
2: Yeah. I mean, Dan Mintz, great, great vocal performance there.
3: Yeah. Like, can you imagine being like, okay, I'm an actor. I need to be monotone, be passionate and not sound too good or too bad. Mm -hmm. I just, just think about that.
2: Uh, I'm going to spend the next few days thinking about it.
3: Yeah, think lowlights highlights for you.
2: The song is fantastic. Like I love hearing it again. I love the music. I love how talented my boy Gene is. I like Linda dancing in. I appreciate Mister Frond and Gale. I don't know. It's not. I don't have any lowlights really. I mean, it's not. It's yeah. not perfection to me. But I don't like. I mean, I'm so entertained by them. And and yeah, I could listen to a five minute version of Tina tossing out basic yeah. common phrases in Spanish and Louise interpreting them.
3: Yeah. Oh, we haven't really talked about Louise. Do you think, I mean, it's hysterical. So funny. The first line, I think I saw someone with a tattoo. Love is, some think love is like a flower, but it's a
2: Someone tighter. has that?
3: I think I saw it the other day.
2: That's hilarious.
3: Tattoo ideas. Yeah. Up for grabs. Yeah,
2: grab any of these.
3: Oh, also just one more highlight. The, the making out is just like repulsive at the end of. The show, but with the music over it, this chaotic makeout session. I'm just like, you go, Glenn Coco.
2: Yeah, it's like you said. Like it looks like a form of dancing almost. Yes, and, you know, a, da- a dancing is a form of lovemaking. Poetic. So it's like, yeah.
3: Wow, you steal that one from from Channing.
2: It, you know, I was I was talking to him about it, mm-hmm. and he yeah, he told me that that's why he started doing it. Should we score these credits? Yeah. Should we score it? Channing Tatum's dance moves? Well, 10. Okay. Yeah. We score on a scale of 1 to 10 H's at the end of Tina's up. Uh. <sighs> oh, was that your impression of Tina or were you yawning? Both. Okay.
3: <laughs> you can use that instead of her audio. I think I did a really good job. I think I'm
2: going to play it like right after. It's going to go <laughs> really well together, actually. I'm going to give these a solid 9 H's.
3: I will meet you right there.
2: Perfect. I don't think any explanation is necessary. I think they're just like, the they're not perfect to me, but they're right up there. They're enjoyable. I enjoy them to the very last moment. Nine ages. Another yawn from Skylar. Thank you, everyone, for listening. Please follow us on social media. We have so many different accounts. Bob's Credits. Anywhere you decide to go on social media, pretty much.
3: We should be there. What else? Patreon.
2: Patreon, as we mentioned. Come join us over there. The community is growing.
3: We're having so much fun.
2: You're missing out if you've been listening to the podcast for a while and you want more beyond and what we've done over here on the main feed.
3: If you want to go chat about the movie.
2: Yeah, we're, we're we'll having some heavy chat over there. I'm sure Chit-chat. we'll
3: make a channel that's like spoiler
2: And channel. spoiler free.
3: Yeah, maybe. Yeah. We'll, di- we'll discuss. But like if you want to go and chat it all out, have someone to chat... About with the movie.
2: <laughs> Chat about the movie with. Yes. Uh-huh.
3: Sign up for our Patreon, patreon.com backslash Bob's credits.
2: Yeah. And it's also a great way to just support this podcast in general.
3: Yeah. We need some extra support.
2: Yeah. It helps us keep going over here. Anything else you want to say to everyone before we get out of here?
3: Stay donde estás?
2: Stay donde estás?
3: Oh, is it estás? Yeah. I don't know. I don't know.
2: Well, donde estás is the two form. Stay Ah. donde estás, sí.
3: Yeah, dónde está el baño? Did I say it wrong again?
2: Support us on Patreon.
3: (laughs) How do you say that in Spanish? Can
2: someone translate? Yeah, yeah. okay. Okay, okay. That's that's enough of that.